The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Our decision Alberta coverage continues. And today's a day that we are tackling infrastructure. What does that mean to you? Really grateful to have Sarah Hamilton, our Edmonton City Councillor for Ward 5, also the Chair of Community and Public Services Committee. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Thank you for having me, Kelsey. Well, you are actually my counselor, my representative in Ward 5, so it's always a treat when we get to chat because I feel like I'm, I'm getting the ear of the person who can make a difference in my community, which is always pretty special. Well, I'm, I'm so glad to hear that, and I'm happy to represent you and 80,000 other residents of Ward 5. Uh, okay, so today, it, we, this isn't really driven by any specific type of funding. This is just a chance for us to tackle an issue. And today, across uh, the Chorus Radio Network in Alberta, and Global News is going to be carrying on at, at 5 and 6 o'clock for their news hours, just talking about infrastructure, what we often overlook, how the funding works, and... What typically comes up when we start talking infrastructure is transportation. Thought we'd take a a little bit of a magnifying class to Edmonton and talk not just LRT, which is always a hot button issue, but talk about how we manage our roads here, some of the investments, how we procure that funding provincially and federally. And I've got a, a headline in front of me back from early March when the province announced $95.4 million in funding for transit projects in Edmonton. When we see that kind of money, is that because you have gone out as a council and put in an application saying, hey, we need about this much money to do these projects or do you say can you give us as much as you got and then you've got the freedom to spend it where you think the most important projects are how does that work um no you're you're absolutely right in most cases we have to um come come to other orders of government with a plan for what we're going to do if we get the money so um sometimes an order of government um and not speaking specifically to this case but sometimes an order of government will come to you and say hey, we want to invest $50 million in transportation. How would your city use it? And that gives our administration um, an opportunity to pull that pull project forward and say, hey, if we got $50 million, this is where we would invest it. In other cases, um, and a good example is the LRT, we decided um, that we wanted to, um, that, that's a priority for a city. And then um, leadership, whether councillors or administration or the mayor go out and say we really want to build this and we're looking for some funding for this and this is the model of funding we're we're looking at so an example on lrt is that we're looking at a um a three-part split so 40 percent provincial 40 percent federal and 20 percent municipal as i tee up this next question could i yeah i'm just going to throw you on hold quick could i get you to come off of speakerphone we're just getting a fair bit of echo and and people are commenting that we can't quite hear what you're saying uh so just throwing councillor hamilton on hold again she's the councillor for ward five here in edmonton and the chair of community and public services uh for that committee we're talking about 95.4 million dollars that was set aside specifically for projects here in edmonton and we're going to work through that with councillor hamilton of, of of what some of these big projects are, how we're managing them, and some of the timelines. And just as a complete aside, just want to mention that Daryl sent a very special text to 630-630 
this Saturday, acknowledging that it's one year since the Humboldt Broncos bus crash. One year, April 6th. And on April 7th, we are celebrating as a nation Green Shirt Day. This is the Logan Boulay effect. 21 years old. He was one of the 16 that lost their life in that crash. And one of the first things he did when he turned 21 was sign up to be an organ donor. So his family is partnered with Chorus and we are starting Green Shirt Day and it's to spread the word about becoming a donor. And Daryl just texted in saying, my son is in desperate need of a kidney. All our family has signed up to become donors and we just received our green shirts to wear for Green Shirt Day in support of the Boulay effect. So special. Sorry about that, counselor. No worries. Is that better? Oh, much better. Okay, that's great. There we go. Thank you for that clarification. Now, I just want to kind of dig into some of the ongoing projects that we've got here in the city and how it works once once we've designated those funds. If there's a project that kind of seems more important on the list, but the funding came in specifically for the Valley LRT line, probably means we don't have a lot of playroom for what we do in the order that you may want to as a councillor or we as constituents may want. But one of the big announcements in March was 50 new electric buses and light rail vehicles, design and construction of new and renovated garages, a park and ride facility and transit stations, including renos on the stadium LRT. Uh, What does this project look like? What's the timeline on this? Um, that So you're specifically talking about projects that were funded through ACT. Um, so that was um, sustainable. So the, the project had to fulfill certain criteria to get funded by the province, which included um, uh, a certain amount of sustainability. It had to be, I think, about mass transit. So that's why you see like 50 new electric buses. You see refurbishment of a of existing LRT stations and um, that funding for Terwilliger Drive, which, um, but but the bus lanes on Terwilliger Drive. Um, so uh, it, I, I understand that sometimes it looks like there's just a big pot of money. And um, in your own home, you might, you know, if you get, um, say you win the lottery, you get, you, but it's not like a windfall. So you win a million dollars, you know, which is pretty good. It's it's pretty good. You, you, a lot of people could um, could uh, live live quite happily on that, um, uh, but you might still need to work. You could. It's not like that where you could just take that money and say, "I'm going to build a brand new house. I'm going to do these things." It's more like um, I think how a lot of people budget in their home. You know that if your paycheck is is a certain amount, it has to you know a certain amount has to go to this area. A certain amount has to go. Um, you know, some has to go to rent, some has to go to insurance, um, some has to go to groceries. Um, and that sometimes you can borrow, you know, you didn't spend as much on groceries this month. Maybe it goes into another pot. But overall, um, you know, the, the money that we get has to go to the areas that we said it's going to go to. And part of our decision making as council is that it that's, you know, we can't just move money around permanently we actually need to give direction for that to happen absolutely okay you identified this as act uh, right where this funding specifically came from the alberta community yeah. transit fund yeah. and uh, i'm just I'm, I'm reading on the fly the edmonton projects are part of 33 projects being funded across the province and that's 215 million funded over a five-year period committed to support municipal transit initiatives one of the biggest celebrations i think many had coming from the west end was this massive investment in the Terwilliger drive 
upgrade that's going to be happening there, an expansion. Can you can you give us a little bit of insight and in, in again what that project's going to look like over time? What this is going to change for that morning and afternoon commute for the next little while? Well, I'm I'm not a, a um I don't rely personally on Trimberliger Drive to get to and from work. Um, and I have to give some accolades to Councillors Cartmel and Councillor Walters, as well as Mayor Iveson, who, who are familiar with the challenges that Southwest Edmonton have been face, has been facing for um, decades. You know, it was promised to be a big uh, freeway at some point and never really got built out the way it was supposed to be. And um, those councillors and the mayor worked really hard to find a plan that... Um, you know, in, in the last 30 years, we've added a huge population to Southwest Edmonton, which um, just about uh, everyone, um, uh, uh, everyone's had that experience on Twilliger Drive of, of being stuck in traffic. It's very unpleasant. So this will, I think, not only ease some of that pressure, but um, the... Um, the uh, uh, the bus lanes also mean that residents in Southwest Edmonton will have a an opportunity to take an, another form of transit now, um, to to get to work or school in the morning. Absolutely, and I think any way that we can start clearing that out, and uh, the Yellowhead is another massive project. I think that has mm-hmm. less pro- provincial uh, funding associated with that. I know that Minister Sohi was here for several announcements about making that into a, tr- a true freeway. But that's also mm-hmm. a huge project that's uh, ideally going to help create better flow through the city. Oh yes, and that I mean that has bearing on the ability to move goods across the country. That's a that's part of the trans. Canada Highway, um, you know that's highway that's Yellowhead, um, and you know you come off the Yellowhead and you're hitting stoplights and going 70 kilometers an hour. Um, that's not a great goods movement through our city. So that's, I mean, that that's been funded for a while, and that's that's a good economic opportunity for our city that it'll become easier to transport goods through Edmonton, um, and and has a benefit to businesses within Edmonton as well. I remember about five years ago, the term P3 funding was tossed around so often. This was uh, back in the Redford days, and we talked a a ton about how we were funding our LRT system. And then it was in 2014 that P3 funding was scrapped for the city of Edmonton. They said they were going to stop using this to fund school builds. When we're looking at how you're, you're acquiring this funding for any of these massive projects, how do you know where to look, whether that's reaching out directly to the Alberta Transportation Department or if you're going straight to the federal government, or I guess often you're reaching out to both with hands out in hopes of selling your case? I think, I think what you're highlight, highlighting is why it's really important to have strong relationships with um, other orders of government, whether it's just uh, whether it's politically, like from city council to um, minister's offices, um, but also between our administration. Because um, an example is the ACT funding, um, you know, that, that, was, uh, that was administration, I think, talking to administration. Um, so uh, we don't, I'll, I'll be honest, I don't always know what the grants are, where the pots of money are, um, but my MPs do. Um, the MPs that co-represent the, the same areas, they, they know where some of those funds are. 
the MLAs do. And they also want a win for their area. They also want a win for their city because it's a good news story for them. So um, it's really important, especially when talking about infrastructure, because for a city, it's such a huge investment. Um, we often need um, some support from the, uh, our, our provincial and federal counterparts. Um, it's good to have those strong relationships so that you can frame it not as a win for the city, not as a win for the province, but as a win for Edmonton, as a win for the residents here. Absolutely. Now we keep talking about all of these different relationships and funding opportunities and we're coming up now. We're into early April and in May, I know Edmonton has its fingers crossed. It was back in March that the city submitted a $50 million infrastructure proposal for a smart cities challenge. And in May we've been shortlisted and there's a chance that we could be $50 million richer. What's the smart cities challenge about? Is this something that you kind of have your thumb on? Um, the Smart Cities Challenge is a it's a sort of competition. Um, I'll, I'm I'm just bringing it up. Um, it's uh, a chance to win fifty million dollars, um, and it's sort of a competition the federal government has been running. So Edmonton and I think some other cities down east are finalists. I haven't been really attuned to to the project because our administration has taken the lead on this. For um, sure, yeah. We're, we're, we're finalists along with Quebec City, Surrey, and the Waterloo region as well as Montreal. Yes, yes. Thank you for that. Um, so Edmonton's partnering with other orders of government, some local organizations, educational institutions, businesses, community, and Edmontonians to use technology and data to improve the health and well-being of residents. So you can watch the um, finalist video on uh, the Smart Cities webpage on the City of Edmonton website. I won't read the the web address out now, but maybe you want to tweet that out later. For sure. Um, but uh, and you can find more information about the Smart Cities Challenge at impact.canada.ca. Um, but the the I, I think this competition um, challenges um, cities to be innovative in their thinking and 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 collaborate um, with uh, with other organizations um, to find solutions. And I think um, it, it sounds. Uh, innovative, but increasingly this is what cities um, and government needs to do to make our um, to make um, really sustainable solutions for residents. Um, you, you need to start looking at these whole of society um, uh, proposals to, to address big issues that cities are facing now. When, when I hear sustainability and uh, vision for the future and uh, creativity, I, I think of the original vision for Blatchford. Is this something when, I mean, how can we talk about infrastructure in the city of Edmonton and not mention Blatchford again in the headlines? And that's not going to change until this is built and we've got people living in what was once kind of envisioned as going to be a utopia. Uh, is that something that still... Council is wearing as a badge of pride, waving that flag, or have we watered down the vision? Um, so that um, I'll, I'll be diplomatic. That decision was made before my time, and I think um, maybe some of the the tension around it is that we're now into the nitty gritty of what it takes to build a neighborhood, and that's often something that, as a, a government, you don't see. A good example is. Um, 
in some of the new areas. They're built by private developers and we approve um, land use and we approve the area structure plans and the neighborhood structure plans and then we let people go off and do their thing. Um, but we're involved now in in servicing that um, servicing Blatchford and and the development of it and um, the utilities of it and that um, I think has created some tension. So I um, I think we I think it's fair to say that um, everyone wants Blatchford to be successful. I want Blatchford to be successful. Um, we have to be uh, critical and analytical about the cost of that success. But um, I, I like you, and you know, I'm hopeful that that vision, once things settle down, once we start to get residents living out there, that it fulfills that vision that we have for this city. The ideas are certainly innovative. Uh, I can't have you on today and not bring up some, some news that we were running this morning. I'm just going to play the report that Scott Johnson uh, had for us this morning. City Council voting on borrowing $51 million today for land purchases for the West LRT. Of course, again, Sarah Hamilton is the councillor for Ward 5 in the West End. As Scott Johnson reports, the argument will be made by some that they don't need to borrow money anymore. He had an opportunity to speak with some of the other councillors on Edmonton City Council. The money adds up. But that seems very, uh, well, that's, that's very fascinating. <laughs> what his councillor Andrew Knack so fascinated is, just last month in Bill Morneau's federal budget, Edmonton got an extra $51 million in gas tax money on a one-time basis, which has councillor Tony Katarina curious. Was it $51 million? Oh, yeah. Exactly the same. The same amount, so uh, coincidence? Sounds like an odd number to have both, like the exact funding uh, for it. Not so fast says city staff the borrowing bylaw has already passed first reading suggesting it's set in stone councillor ben henderson sees the logic in that it's a coincidence huh uh, totally coincidental and the federal 51 million dollars will be dealt with in mid-may on other projects according to city staff scott johnson global news okay councillor hamilton i'm hoping you can clarify what this is about did this go before council today was there a vote um there there was a vote uh it did pass first reading um i uh you know i asked a clarifying question um privately this morning and um something to talk about when we're talking about all these pools of grant funding uh, where we get infrastructure money is sometimes they come with conditions like uh with the um act grant you just um highlighted it it had to uh, meet certain conditions regarding environmental sustainability and mass transit. Um, and sometimes the conditions are simpler um, in that if the province or federal government gives you money once, you can't stack money. So, um, uh, the, the, you know, so, um, but the bright side of that is that just because you borrow $51 million doesn't mean you have to spend $51 million. You know, just because the bank gives you, approves the loan doesn't mean you have to go out and spend it on something. Um, so uh, that we can still have that conversation. Um, but we do need some clarity uh, on what we can use that new 51 million, that one-time $51 million um, gas tax money on. And generally, gas tax money is pretty unrestricted in what we can use it on. So it could be... Um, it could be a benefit to some of the projects that didn't make it through budget or are still waiting for um, a better source of funding. 
really appreciate you walking us through this web of funding and numbers when math and, and talking kind of big picture funding isn't always everyone's strong suit. <laughs> no, no. And uh, uh, there are experts in our administration who know way more about this than I do. Um, so I'm, I'm, we rely on their advice many times to make decisions. Thanks for your time, Counselor. No problem. Take care, Kelsey. You too. That's Sarah Hamilton, City Counselor for Ward 5. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.